Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Alexa. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Good morning, all you sports fans, and welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I hope that everybody's having a great Wednesday morning. We have got a lot to cover on this show, including Alabama wide receiver Devonta Smith becomes the first wide receiver to win the Heisman Trophy since 1991. And Kentucky wins two straight in the SEC in a crazy game against Vanderbilt. Have they flipped the switch now that conference play has started? All right, congratulations to wide receiver Devonta Smith from the University of Alabama for winning the Heisman Trophy. This is Alabama's third player to win the Heisman Trophy. What does that say about head coach Nick Saban? Alabama never had a player win the Heisman Trophy. He has had Mark Ingram, Derrick Henry, and now Devonta Smith. He becomes the first wide receiver since Desmond Howard at Michigan since 1991 to win the Heisman Trophy. And yes, he was their best wide receiver. Quarterback Mac Jones, he was his favorite target. The other wide receiver, Jalen Waddell, was out for the season, and he got a lot of the touches. But he made the difference for Alabama's explosive offense with Steve Sarkeesian as the offensive coordinator. And Alabama is going into this national title game against Ohio State with the most confidence that they have had in a long time. Alabama is trying to go win a national title as an undefeated team since they did it back in 2009. And I know as a unbiased sports fan, I neither like Alabama or Auburn. I'm more of a Georgia fan. I start looking at Alabama and their resume and what they've done. And this season, they have absolutely dominated the competition. The only team that gave them a game, and it was only in the first half, was Georgia. Georgia had a lead at halftime on Alabama, and they could not get the job done. But Alabama has been special. I don't see Nick Saban slowing down anytime soon. There's actually talks that he's looking to replace their offensive coordinator with either former New York Jets head coach Adam Gase or former Houston Texans coach Bill O'Brien. And the rich are going to get richer. And I know that their defensive coordinator is Pete Bowling, but I think that there's going to be a change at the defensive coordinator spot. I think that former defensive coordinator Dan Quinn could possibly be the defensive coordinator at Alabama. There's a lot that's going on in college football, and we are just jam-packed with it. So congratulations to Devonta Smith. Many of you Georgia fans remember that he is the wide receiver that caught the second and 26 in the 2018 National Championship game, but he is going to be a great wide receiver in the NFL. He's projected to be a first-round pick in the NFL. So with Alabama losing their two wide receivers in the first round, Mac Jones is going to the NFL. What is Alabama going to look like next year? Well, obviously, they have the number one recruiting class, and they're going to reload. You can't replace these special players, or can you? You look at what Najee Harris has done as a running back. You look at what Alabama has done with Mac Jones. Mac Jones looks like an NFL quarterback now, and we may have three starting 
quarterbacks in the NFL that went to the University of Alabama. That's unheard of. It's very special when a wide receiver wins the Heisman Trophy, and congratulations to him. We did have some action last night in the NBA as the Los Angeles Lakers get a very narrow victory over the Memphis Grizzlies, 94-92. The Brooklyn Nets get a huge performance from Kyrie Irving as they defeat the Utah Jazz, 130-96. to Brooklyn is now 4-4, four and four, and they're starting to play together. Kyrie Irving had 29 points. They were without Kevin Durant. You know, they, they're going to be, they're going to be, he's going to be sidelined for about four games. So can the Brooklyn Nets overcome him being out due to COVID? And the Denver Nuggets defeated the Minnesota Timberwolves. They rallied past them 123 to 116 as Nikolai Jokic scored 35 points. And D'Angelo Russell chipped in 33 for the Timberwolves. Still very impressed with Anthony Edwards. He had 15 points. He is the leading scorer as far as rookies. And right now he is a favorite to win rookie of the year. I know it's early, but he is still right now the favorite. The Atlanta Hawks have a two-game losing streak. And they will take on the Charlotte Hornets tonight. And they will take on the talented rookie LaMelo Ball and Gordon Hayward. Can the Hawks ride the ship with all these injuries that they have to overcome? Boganovich left the game due to injury. Rajon Rondo didn't play due to injury. And of course, Danilo Gallinari is out. And their talented rookie center, Okena Okongru, has been out as well. I want to see the Atlanta Hawks try to close out games because they have blown two 15-point leads Looking at the stats, they've had a lead in every single game that they have played, including their losses. So the Hawks will play the Charlotte Hornets in two nights. They'll play the Hornets on Wednesday night, and then they will play them again. And then the schedule gets tough. They'll have to take on the Phoenix Suns and the Philadelphia 76ers. We did have some action in college basketball tonight, including Kentucky, winning their second SEC game as they defeated Vanderbilt. And Kentucky is going to start to roll. They're now 3-6, 2-0 in conference play. And this is where we start seeing Kentucky flip the switch. I'm not a fan of teams flipping the switch. In the NBA, LeBron's teams have always done this. They find a way to win in the playoffs, but they sleepwalk through the regular season. That's exactly what Kentucky has done. They sleptwalk through their non-conference games, and now they go into SEC play, and they're starting to flip the switch. I'm hoping that they don't dominate the SEC and they get into the tournament. I would love to see. I'm not a fan of Kentucky. I would love to see Kentucky miss the tournament and have all the heat go on John Calipari. In 2009, he left the University of Memphis to go to Kentucky, and he has underachieved. You look at all the players that he has in the NBA, and he only has one title. I mean, there's so many NBA players that went to the University of Kentucky, and Kentucky only has one title. That's the same head former head coach Rick Pitino has two titles. You remember in the 90s, Kentucky won a national title in 96, and then went to the championship game in 97. Former head coach Rick Pitino has a title, and so does head coach Tubby Smith. John Calipari has the same amount of national titles as the former two Kentucky head coaches. So the expectations for Kentucky basketball has always been great. They started their worst record ever at 1-6, and six, now they won two straight. But looking at the games, unheard of. 
Kansas, they did get the victory, but they bounced back after losing big to Texas at Allen Fieldhouse. And that's unheard of for Kansas to lose a home game like they did. 13th ranked Missouri loses to Mississippi State. Mississippi State now has two games in SEC play that they have won. ACC, of course, the Georgia Tech game has been postponed due to COVID. And looking at the University of Georgia, they will take on LSU tonight. They are 7-1. They lost to Mississippi State, and that will be on the SEC Network. Head coach Tom Crean is trying to show that he can get players to the University of Georgia, and I feel that getting Anthony Edwards there would be a great recruiting tool because there is talent in the state of Georgia. Meanwhile, it has been announced that the entire NCAA tournament will take place in the state of Indiana. So they're going to have a mini bubble. There's not going to be a whole lot of travel. But one thing as a college basketball fan, I am excited that we're going to have March Madness. It was painful to watch last year when March Madness was completely canceled. Remember on this show, I was hyping up college basketball. We were getting ready to have Selection Sunday. I was telling you who I think my number one seeds are. And then COVID happened and everything got suspended. And then when they canceled March Madness, it was the death blow. It was a dagger for all college basketball fans that they did not want to see. And I'm hoping that they can contain this and allow them to play, even with minimal fans. Even if they don't have any fans, get this tournament done. I know that this is what college basketball fans want to see is March Madness. Congratulations to Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, Jared Allen, and Calvin Johnson. They are four of the many Hall of Fame finalists for 2021 in the NFL. I think that Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, Jared Allen, and Calvin Johnson will get in. I think that Peyton Manning and Charles Woodson are surefire first ballot Hall of Famers. There'll be some other Hall of Famers. I know that former Tampa Bay safety John Lynch and current 49ers GM is also a Hall of Fame finalist. Megatron, I want to talk about Calvin Johnson because when he was a wide receiver, he only played nine seasons. He was dominant. Is that going to be enough to get him into the Hall of Fame? Does he have an impressive enough resume? I'm a big fan of Calvin Johnson. He played for Georgia Tech. When I first moved to Atlanta, he was their star wide receiver, and he played for the Detroit Lions. And just like former running back Barry Sanders, he only played nine seasons, and he retired at the prime of his career. But he is now a Hall of Fame finalist because he's been out of the game so long that he is now eligible. So does he get in on the first ballot? There was a lot of talented wide receivers that did not get selected in the first try, including Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin didn't get selected in the first try. Terrell Owens didn't get selected in the first try. So that is a tall task for Calvin Johnson to get selected as a Hall of Famer. But I still think he's a Hall of Famer. Of course, Peyton Manning, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. He started his career with the Indianapolis Colts, won a Super Bowl. Then he went to the Denver Broncos at the twilight of his career and won another Super Bowl. And Peyton Manning is definitely a Hall of Famer. What did the 49ers do with Jimmy Garoppolo? There's talks that Jimmy Garoppolo will be back for the 2021 season. You got to remember, they finished 6-10. and 10. 
It was a disaster of a year when it came to injuries. I could just list all the injuries they had. First of all, Nick Bosa and D Ford didn't even hardly play this entire season. D Ford didn't play the entire season. Nick Bosa only played a game and a half. That's your strength is your defensive line. They didn't have DeForest Buckner. He was with the Colts. Javon Kinlaw had a pretty good year, but he wasn't the impact player that DeForest Buckner was. Eric Armstead's sacks were down, but this team will be a lot better next year. There's talks that they're going to be the favorites to win the NFC West, but you got to give Jimmy Garoppolo another shot. He was injured. The offensive line was banged up. He was making poor decisions. Give him the confidence. He is a winner. Remember, he took over as a starting quarterback in 2017, Kyle Shanahan's first year, and went 5-0 as a starter, and the 49ers finished strong at 6-10. This guy is a proven winner. He led the 49ers to the Super Bowl when he was healthy. I just don't think that they're going to be derailed by the injury bug next year. If everybody is healthy next year, Raheem Mostert, their wide receivers, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and their tight end, George Kittle. Kyle Juszczyk wants to come back. I know that Richard Sherman is not coming back. You've got to get a cornerback in the draft. You got to get either Patrick Sertain or Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. You got to get one of those players to fill the void that Richard Sherman's going to leave. But I still have confidence in Jason Verrett and Emmanuel Mosley. Let Jimmy Garoppolo get confidence. Remember, the 49ers are going to play a last place schedule next year. I think the 49ers have the tools to become a winning, consistent franchise with a stable head coach and a stable quarterback. I know the talks that Jimmy Garoppolo can't stay healthy. Let's see if he can get that done. I feel he's got one more shot to prove the critics wrong. He is a winner. Clearly, they could have used him in some of the close games this year, and the 49ers would have made the playoffs if Jimmy Garoppolo was in there instead of C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins. And that's just how I feel. All right, we have wild card weekend, and going into the playoffs, which quarterback do you trust the most? Right now, there's no question that Tom Brady has got the most experience, but you also have Patrick Mahomes with the Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers has a Super Bowl, Drew Brees and Russell Wilson and Ben Roethlisberger, all are Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. So the teams that have the quarterbacks like Baker Mayfield making his first postseason appearance, you have John Walford with the Los Angeles Rams starting his first postseason game. Alex Smith has had experience with the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. And Mitchell Trubisky has a playoff loss and he's making his second playoff appearance. So it is a wild card, and that's why I'm picking the teams that I picked due to the experience and the quarterbacks that I trust the most. Obviously, Tom Brady I trust the most because he's been there before. He has been in nine Super Bowls, and he's got six Super Bowl rings. But I think the road to the postseason will get tough if the Buccaneers win against the Washington football team and have to go to Lambeau to take on the Green Bay Packers. That could be a tough out. But if anybody can do it, it is Tom Brady, and I trust him more than any other quarterback. Right behind him, I trust Patrick Mahomes because he just recently won a Super Bowl, and then after that would be Aaron Rodgers. The other quarterbacks, they would just need some help. Russell Wilson, he can get the job done. 
Ben Roethlisberger, he, he can get the job done as well. So can Josh Allen. Now, Josh Allen has not won a postseason game. That could make the difference when it comes to the playoffs. All right, I want to talk about the Columbus State Cougars and Lady Cougars. They were supposed to play Augusta University today at the Lumpkin Center, and the word came out that that game has been postponed because of the COVID outbreak by Augusta University. So there will be no game tonight, but the Cougars will travel up to North Carolina to take on UNC Pembroke this week. So the start of the Peach Belt Conference play will begin, and hopefully it will begin on time for the Columbus Cougars as they try to get some momentum from reaching the Peach Belt Conference final last year. All right, that's all the time I have on the show. I want to thank all my listeners who downloaded my podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe. Don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdridge. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.